Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome. It is wonderful to be with you again this week. We are just flying through March and so many things are taking place. I hope you had a great spring equinox and you are birthing into the new spring with lots of wonderful ideas and new beginnings and new things that you're seeding. And so often we can think that life is just about our little space around us and what's going on in our jobs, our families, Uh, our environment, and we forget that there is a bigger picture that is actually taking place all of the time, that there are energies, there are planetary signatures, there are elements, and so many other pieces and parts to life that are constantly co-creating with us and also supporting us in our own expansion, growth, and evolution. And so today is going to be a really interesting show with Jennifer Gell, who's been on the show before with her book, The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine. I'm delighted to have her back. We're talking about the return of planet Sedna. And as I was moving through her book, there were so many things that I learned that I did not know. And what I do know about Jennifer is she is someone who truly goes to the places of truth. She dives deeply into her own work, and she brings forth some incredible information. And so I invite you to definitely check her out and get signed up on her newsletter so that you can get her astrological musings and find out more about all she does with sound and acutronics and astrology and her books and everything. And that's at Soundworks by Gail. But today we are talking about the planet Sedna. And it was named after a mythological Inuit sea woman and was first discovered in 2003. It's returned to our solar system after 11,000 years of orbit. And it's been tied to the huge tsunami that struck Indonesia, Thailand, and India in 2004, as well as the increased occurrence of other marine and weather events over the last decade. And just as it is affecting the waters of our planet, it's also affecting each of us as individuals. And that's not surprising because we are made up of a lot of water as well. And so I'm looking forward to exploring our interconnection, not just with one another, but on a galactic scale. There is so much going on here. And so let's dive right into the return of planet Sedna, astrology, healing, and the awakening of cosmic Kundalini. Welcome back, Jennifer, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you so much, Simran, and thank you for that really beautiful introduction to Sedna. Absolutely. As I moved through the book, there were so many questions that started to pop up in my head. And, um, you know, I think the first place that we probably should start is to let listeners know why we even need to know about a planet that's so far away and that's, uh, that's, you know, whirling around us. In a, certain, right. in a certain space when there's so much here that's going on. So talk about the connection between what is going on here and, yes. and the reason we need to focus on that planet. Well, that's a, a perfect opening and a perfect question because it really speaks to the ancient axiom, as above, so below, as within, so without. 
and it really mirrors the the importance of understanding our existence within the context of an ecosystem. Every single living organism matters. It contributes. It has a role. It has a purpose. And the same thing goes for the health of our body. Our body is an ecosystem. And when we consider our life and the world at large, the cosmos, the, uh, you know, in its entirety, which is difficult to fathom because it's infinite. But when we consider everything within the context of an ecosystem, we understand that nothing exists alone. It's all existing in relationship. And even though these planets are so far out there, in terms of time as we perceive it and our experience, you know, how can something so far away have an impact on me? Well, everything exists within that dance of energy and that energetic relationship. So when you understand that the microcosm mirrors what is going on in the galaxy, in the many galaxies that exist, then you understand that there, there's something we can learn from all of it. And it just so happens that in my experience in my life, um, starting out as a musician and then moving to astrology and loving that language and because it taught me so much about myself, that is why. And, and then through many career changes and moves and interests, I found myself working at an acupuncture school and loving that system. And so now my work is a reflection of all three of those passions. And I see the allegorical or uh, the, the allegorical connection, the metaphor that music is, the metaphor that these planets are. And it, it really speaks to that um, that adage or, you know, cliche that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And we, on this planet, as a collective consciousness, are now ready to receive Sedna's teaching, what, what she is bringing back. I mean, after eleven to 12,000 years, and it's, you know, not exact because her orbit is so elongated and elliptical, but, you know, her, the orbit itself is between 10 to 12,000 years. So even on that ellipse, when her orbit brings her closest to the solar system, she is still extremely far away. And so that puts her astronomically in a category all to herself what astronomers have classified as a sednoid. And I don't want to get into that right now because I want to stick to your, the answer to your question, why should we care? <laughs> and the, my answer to that is that everything matters and that Sedna's myth, her astronomy, her astrology, all has something to teach us about ourselves. 
Well, that seems only natural. I, I talk to people all the time about looking at their life and everything around them as a sign and a symbol and a reflection of who they are. And it is to establish a greater trust and to understand where they need to grow and learn and expand. And this almost feels like next level mirroring. It's it's mm-hmm. next level of taking a person out there. And there are many people that are never going to have heard of Sedna before. So to put it in terms of something that they might uh, associate with a little easier in order to get there, let's talk about Pluto and what Pluto represented and how that correlated to certain people emerging on the planet or certain events mm-hmm. taking place on the planet. I think that might help to bridge the gap to an understanding yeah. as to these planets coming in and out. Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk just uh, to give people who are not familiar with astrology to just put this into a better context. We have personal planets that are closest to Earth, and they have more impact, immediate impact on our daily lives. Um, Just as an example, Mercury rules how we process information and how we think. Um, and how we communicate. But the, close, the, the planets that are closest to Earth have a more me- immediate uh, impact on, on our daily life, let's say. The interpersonal planets connect us with the outer. It's more uh, generational or how we interact with the world to a larger extent, let's say. As we go further and further out, we're looking at planets that impact collective consciousness, the globe, you know, and and what's happening around the world. So to your point, with Pluto, discovered in 1933, and Pluto did hold the distinction of being the planet or the celestial body that is furthest from the Earth until Sedna was discovered, Pluto has everything to do with right use of power. In the 30s, we had these fascist regimes coming into power all over the world. The Nazi regime is the one that we can, you know, remember uh, um, most profoundly. And we had, and, and also for those who, who get somewhat caught up or limited in, the, in their thinking in terms of classification. Pluto, being a very small celestial body, has had its classification changed many times. Is it a planet? Is it a planetoid? Is it, what is it exactly? And my answer to that is that it really doesn't matter. I mean, uh, just to, <laughs> to add some humor, size really doesn't matter. It's the energetic <laughs> principle of that celestial body. And without a doubt, when you consider that it was the rise of these regimes that wanted power and control over the people that brought about the atom bomb, that brought about this horrific, catastrophic, man-made bomb, which comes from the tiniest atom and how much destruction it causes we can better understand 
that the size really does not matter. It is the energetic power that it generates, and it is how man, how human beings, I should say, use the power it holds. And we have learned from Pluto, I hope, and and now um, (laughs) I'm going off on a On another thought here, but bear with me, those of us who live in the United States are experiencing a Pluto return because the birth of the United States, Pluto takes 248 years to go all the way through the Zodiac. And we are now experiencing, as United States citizens, the return of Pluto to its natal position in the United States chart, which most astronomers agree is July 4, 1776, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at 5-something p.m. I forget the exact time. Um, Pluto was at 27 degrees of Capricorn. And right now, Pluto is at 26 degrees of Capricorn. So... On February 20th, 2022, Pluto will be making its exact conjunction, its first hit, returning to its natal position in the United States chart. What that means is that we are coming full circle with our lesson around power and power structures. Are we allowing an outside force to take our power away? Or are we learning to use Pluto's energies? And by the way, all of these planets dwell within us. They are not outside forces that do something to us or that change our life. They are like root systems of a plant that awaken, that are watered at certain times through the dance of this as above, so, as above, so below energy and reciprocity. It's all energetic reciprocity. So all of these, and the ancients, you know, in Chinese medicine, they understood that the same power that holds the planets in their orbital positions is the power that keeps the organ system of the body in balance, in harmony. So these, these planets do have you know, their existence within us. The universe dwells within us. So they are awakened at different times, and by their position in the heavens, they also awaken certain principles within us. And Pluto's principle has to do with right use of power. Are we trying to control our outside world, or are we retracting our shadow projection? Are we taking ourselves, holding ourselves accountable for what we need to learn with regard to lessons of power? That's what Pluto represents. And so when we look at these planets, it is almost as if they're bringing up the waves of these different places that we are to look at, and, and if we look at what has taken place, particularly over the past year, is that part of the influence of planets collectively, or is that part of the 
the cycling through of a specific planet? I'm not sure I understand. If, if I understand your question correctly, you're wanting to know if what the last year has held for us as a collective, if that pertains to one particular planet. Is that what you were asking? or? Yes, yes. And I'll have you answer it when we come back from the break. I guess I'm asking, sure. is, is part of the pandemic part of what Sedna itself is bringing up Definitely for Sedna us? Has, yes, it has a lot to do with Sedna. Well, then I will have you expand on that when we get back from these messages. Within the heart of Sedna's message, metaphorically, is a bridge connecting legends from our past with possibilities for the future that empower the desire to create positive life stories in the present. Sedna's message encourages us to become more conscious stewards of our language and perception so that we may regenerate life, reinvigorate health, and replenish hope. The book that Jennifer Gell has written, The Return of Planet Sedna, is neither a traditional book on astrology nor a how-to book on healing with astrology and sound. It is a book revealing a new perspective on Earth's own story and how history and myth have influenced science and culture. It's intended to engage the imagination with astrological symbolism, provide insight into mysteries, vast wisdom, and increase awareness for the potential of planetary and personal healing. I invite you to check out Jennifer Gell at her website, Soundworks uh, by Gell.com. And you can also uh, discover her other book if you're not familiar with it, The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine, and this one, The Return of Planet Sedna, Astrology, Healing, and the Awakening of Cosmic Kundalini. I want to also mention for 1111 radio listeners that we have a special offer from one of our partners, BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. They are offering 10% off your first month uh, to join them and get support in achieving greater happiness. So if there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, then BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. To get that 10% off your first month, just go to betterhelp.com. That's H-E-L-P forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and it is available for clients worldwide. Uh, You can go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11 and get 10% off your first free month because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You'll find that it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available for those that need it. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily and they are helping so many people take charge of their life that you can join the over 1 million that are doing so, that are taking care of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So definitely check them out. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You don't have to commute, and you can get the support that you need and increase your happiness. Once again, 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. We'll be right back with Jennifer Gell and the return of Planet Sedna. Check her out at soundworksbygell.com. 
Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. Before we dive back into Jennifer Gale's book, The Return of Planet Sedna, I want to tell you a little bit about the after show that I'm now doing uh, after 1111 radio shows. Uh, Number one, as of April, we will be moving to Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then you can tune in to the after shows, which are currently taking place on Tuesdays at 1230, 4, and 7. And so check out some of those uh, broadcasts. We talk about different subjects that have taken place on the 1111 Talk Radio Show. It's an opportunity for you to join in the conversation, to ask questions, and to deepen your thoughts. You get to share your wisdom and be part of the conversation. You can go to the Stereo app and join us live for our after party. Um, And uh, you can find that banner on the middle of my show page. page. And so you can be a co-host and part of the conversation. Uh, You will... Uh, Go to Stereo.com and look for Simran 1111, uh, or you can go to Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111, and then join us for any of the shows. You can scroll down my show page and find any of the archives that are listed there as well. 
and just check it out. It's a really amazing app that allows us to interact globally, and it takes it to a different level in terms of your participation. So join the after party, deep dive, ask questions, uh, share your own responses to questions that others ask, and know that it's just another way that we can interact and expand the conversations on the planet about different things that are going on. Sedna's mythological home in the deep sea symbolizes our own ability to see inside the water element and to learn to dissolve boundaries rather than divide and compartmentalize our world. Although our planet is far more ancient, Sedna brings us back to a period 11,000 years ago associated with the legendary sinking of Atlantis, the galactic shift prior to 2012, and the end of the Ice Age when waters disrupted and divided our world. Her return, rather than being a harbinger of disaster, is one of the wayshower and the shaman. And we're going to find out more about that as Jennifer helps us to understand what gift Sedna brings to us. You can find out more about Jennifer at going to Soundworks by Gell, G-E-H-L. You can find that website link in the bio description of the guest show page. And find out about her two books, uh, The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine, as well as this one, The Return of Planet Sedna, Astrology, Healing, and the Awakening of Cosmic Kundalini. So when we left the last segment, Jennifer, the question was, uh, with the events that have taken place in the last year, Uh, In addition to also politically what we've been experiencing or the crumbling of the systems that are taking place, is this all part of Sedna's return? And what is it that Sedna is really asking of us? Is it an external uh, type of change that it's asking us for? Is it internal or is it a combination of both? Yeah, these are... Fantastic questions, and I'm going to start with the last one first. It is bringing balance back to our world globally through the inner process, through cultivating that inner channel of reflection, but it is ultimately about bringing balance back to the external world. So for thousands of years, we, got, we have gone about things through the masculine principle. We can even astrologically call this the Martian principle, you know, Mars and, and the young masculine force that wants to compete, conquer, um, create something. But what we have created through an extreme of this principle because I want to make it very, very clear that the masculine force in and of itself is not negative. It is not bad. Nothing is bad except the way we use that force. And we have, after thousands of years now, gone to the ultimate extreme of, and we are seeing the negative repercussions of allowing one way of doing things to cause this huge imbalance in our external world with systems that no longer serve the general public and, and the, you know, the human species in our world. Um, so what we need to do as individuals 
is to make ourselves healthy again. To by, and we do that by introspection, by going within, and and certainly the events of 2020 kind of forced us to do that. But it's interesting to me that it was done by way of fear. You know, we there was a wave of fear that swept the globe because of the pandemic, because of this virus. And I, I will leave it at that because we all have our own experience and our own opinions about that. And I, um, I want to suspend that because that <laughs> and just allow all of us to consider where we are in the process. But where Sedna and what Sedna is teaching us with regard to this experience is to show us, she is the way shower, show us a way to not just face our fear, but to be able to transcend duality, to be able to transcend these extreme polar opposites. We find ourselves so divided now politically in this nation. We find ourselves very divided, maybe even within our own being, um, what is the, the right thing to do? And I believe that Sedna's message is telling us that we need to kind of clear out all the um, distractions, the noise, the drama, the external drama, go within and remember our connection to divine mind, divine wisdom, it is the, the, the feminine principle of going within for inner wisdom that she is bringing back, that the planet Sedna is bringing back to our awareness. And it is and to kind of, yeah, go ahead. I know in the book you write that Sedna represents also the, the water and the winter. And, and when yeah. we look at some of the other planets and the archetypes that they represent, it's, it's really quite quite fascinating because you you even talk about Gaia and uh, being the archetype and the foundation for the nature cure and and the role that Gaia plays and and how the planets are named and and all of those little teeny pieces and parts that are very subtle but very, very profound. Um, There is a bridge of science and spirituality, of of myth and... uh, medicine and science and all these that kind of converge at a certain point, but yet there's some distinctions and you actually start off the book and weave through the book very much about mythology. Talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about the, the human myth, the planetary myths, how all of these intersect. Well, Sedna's myth really brings back our connection to the ancient indigenous cultures. So Sedna, the story of Sedna, which is a legend that remains very viable in the current Inuit or in contemporary Inuit culture, I should say, through art and storytelling, the legend of Sedna lives on. This is something that is distinct from the Greco-Roman tradition where those gods and goddesses for which the planets were named are no longer really in our present society, 
But Sedna is different in that she, her legend lives on through this, this culture. Her story is about being the daughter of an Inuit tribe. Um, they talk about the father. Her mother really doesn't exist. Um, anyway, she is a teenager who uh, refuses several suitors who are wanting to you know, offer their hand in marriage because this is part of the social conditioning. It's part of the tribal ritual that you reach a certain age and you're given away to marriage. She refused these suitors until one day one um, handsome suitor offered his hand, and because he promised to take care of Sedna's father and take care of her as well, she finally acquiesced and got married. She found herself now living in a new home and discovered that this suitor had shape-shifted, you know, had presented himself as a handsome man and was actually a fulmar or in some versions of the myth, a raven. But he was a seabird and she was living in this faraway nest high up in the, in the cliffs or in the mountains without any of her creature comforts that she had known from her family of origin. She cried out to her father to rescue her. Her father did hear her cries, came to rescue her, and when they were in the boat making their way back to her home, um, the Fulmar discovered them and created this massive storm, storm on the sea. The boat capsized. Sedna fell into the waters, into the frigid Arctic Ocean. She tried several times to get back into the boat, and her father cut off her hands and her fingers, which then became the life of the sea, the dolphins, the whales, the, the seals, and all of the life that the Inuit community relies upon for sustenance. So, and then through that process, through surrendering to, you know, a death that she consciously did not ask for, she becomes the immortal sea woman who now has the, well, according to the the Inuit community, from their perspective, she holds the power to withhold or provide their sustenance. But as you go further into this story, you understand that because she has no hands, she cannot comb her hair. That's part of the story I forgot to tell. She had long, flowing hair, and she was always combing it. Um, And when she lost her hands, she could no longer comb her hair. And so... Her, the, the sea life created by her death and transformation come to console her. And as they do, they get tangled up in her tresses and her hair. And she is then, you know, sobbing inconsolably because they are caught up. They are not free. And she is not able to provide sustenance to the Inuit community. So they send a shaman down to perform their ritual And when the people have confessed their, you know, their, um, the times that they have not acknowledged this sacred law of reciprocity, when they have not acknowledged the importance of life that dwells in every living being, she, the shaman is able to, is allowed, I should say, to comb her hair, release the, the sea life, and 
balance is restored and there is now game and sea life for the community to you know, provide for themselves, not just food, but the clothing that they need to survive in such frigid conditions. That's not unlike much of where we are, if we, if we really take that myth and look at life mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, where we are tangled up, how we have to go back inside, uh, how we are needing to relearn the interdependence and interconnection yeah. and, and the rise of shamanism again, it's, it's, yeah. it's coming back up more and more for people to understand, uh, and, and utilize to, to go into the underworld, to discover, uh, their subconscious or different healing and, and things like that. And so that, um, that mythology is reflecting in, in our yeah. perspectives and our perceptions then. And the, the Inuit culture also places a very heavy emphasis on language and the importance of language, the power of words to conjure good or the opposite of good. Whether you want to call it evil, whether you want to call it um, something that takes life, rather than regenerates and restores life. So telling positive life stories is something that is very significant in the Inuit culture, and I believe that we can all learn from that because when we get caught up, so caught up in fear, our language is dominated by fear, and we begin to make statements and decisions based upon fear. You just posted something yesterday or today that I absolutely love. You said um, to be moved by the courageous heart rather than the fearful mind or words to that effect. Um, Yes, yes. Uh, Because we are needing to move into that space. And and I guess that that answers the question as to why now, why Sedna's return and what that Mm -hmm. planet and energy represents to us, that it is words and emotions do yeah. matter. Yes, and our, our emotions really, truly matter. So when you consider that she's the immortal sea woman, there is no accident that her message connects us back to water and the fact that what <laughs> that we only know a fraction of what lives beneath the oceans just like we only know a fraction of what exists in the dark matter of the cosmos. There's so much of mystery that is yet to be explored. And it's the same way I feel with, um, you know, the subconscious mind. But let's focus on just emotions right now because water... I'm going to have you pause right there, Jennifer. Sorry. And um, we'll continue in the next segment. Exploring the impact that planetary bodies have on Earth and on humans, Jennifer Gale reveals how Sedna's energies can be worked with for healing ourselves, others, and the planet. Jennifer explains how the naming of this planet after the archetypal figure of Sedna and her myths provides major clues to the message that Sedna's return is sending, a clear warning about the sustainability of the planet and the oceans, the source of all life, and an invitation to awaken to the parts of ourselves that have been ignored, abandoned, and cast out into the cold, just as Sedna was when she was drowned in the Arctic Ocean. Jennifer examines the astrological chart for Sedna's discovery, providing an in-depth look at how certain aspects, particularly the 
Quinsex support the legend of Sedna and its impact on human health. She looks at how Kundalini energy courses through the planets and people alike and how planetary transits activate a form of cosmic Kundalini energy, with Sedna's return making a major stage in this awakening process. You can find out more about Jennifer and her books and work if you'll go to soundworksbygel.com. You can find that link in the bio, and we'll be right back after these messages. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. My guest today is Jennifer Gell. She is a senior faculty member at the Accutronics Institute of Integrative Medicine and the author of The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine. She provides wellness astrology consulting and astrosound attunements. Uh, you can find out more about her at Soundworks by Gell. G-E-H-L, and also check out this book, The Return of Planet Sedna, Astrology, Healing, and the Awakening of Cosmic Kundalini. Sedna reminds us that we are all part of the divine matrix who cannot exclude any part of creation. Instead, she helps us remember our primordial essence and multidimensionality 
and guides us to accept diversity as a necessary part within the fabric of the whole. As if for the first time in history, we are remembering who we are and who we're destined to be, superconductors of energy, as are the shaman and the alchemist. And if we can surrender to the initiation process, we may ultimately discover that we are extraordinary beings, limited only by our current capacity to perceive and understand our bodies, our world, and our cosmos. This is from her book, The Return of Planet Sedna as have been all of the readings that I have done throughout the show. So I definitely invite you to check her out and pick up your copy of the book. You will learn a great deal about Sedna, about astrology, um, and a lot of the the myths and science connections throughout this book. Jennifer, we were uh, in the last segment, you were starting to talk about the emotions and, mm-hmm. um, and, and how words and emotions matter. So I want you to continue that thought uh, in regard to emotions and Sedna. Yeah. Um, Water connects us to our emotional well-being, our emotional um, state of being. And we have such a wide range, you know, from the lowest vibration of powerlessness to fear to then anger. I mean, Abraham Hicks has talked about this. All, you know, all the varying vibrations that our emotions hold. And Sedna, I feel, is reminding us that we need to allow space to feel all of these emotions, not to dwell there. We don't want to dwell in fear because that is when imbalance occurs in our body and in our world. And I feel that this is the greatest collective lesson we are going through right now, especially, you know, with what happened in 2020. It brought up the fear, but if we stay there, if we dwell there, we're going to only create greater imbalance in our world and in ourselves. And Sedna's message is about transcending, you know, facing that fear, but also understanding our innate ability to heal ourselves, just like Earth, Gaia, has a self-regulating capacity. When things go out of balance, she's able to cleanse. She's able to rearrange the ecosystem or allow the ecosystem and all organisms within it to adapt to the current environment so that balance is restored. And our bodies hold that same principle. So when we can allow these abandoned parts of ourselves, the, you know, the, the um, emotions that have been repressed or suppressed or buried for so long, and, and so much of it too, Simran, is ancestral patterns that we have carried forth and that right now at this profound and pivotal time on our planet, those of us who are here have agreed to say, the buck stops here. I am not going to carry on this pattern of woundedness anymore in my family. I am going to heal this. And so it feels so many times like we are carrying a burden far greater than what our own life reflects. I know I have felt this. But we have done it because we have agreed to be a shaman in some way, to be that person who goes down into the depths and retrieves what is so wounded and what needs to be healed. And we, it's, 
it's either that, because the more that we do this inner work and self-healing, we are allowing that energy to reverberate throughout our earth and throughout the cosmos. The more that we project onto someone else to do this work for us, the more imbalance we perpetuate. So I believe that Sadna is the way shower, allowing us to see the power we already have. And that, again, goes back to Pluto and Pluto's message. Are we giving away our power or are we fully understanding our own divine nature and this, because by connecting to the infinite source of all healing and the infinite source of the love that includes rather than excludes, that is unconditional rather than compartmentalizing, dividing, and conquering, we have to include and accept every part of ourselves and allow that energy to carry us forward and to be that energy that reverberates into our world. It does seem as if 2012 was this kind of acceleration door that we were um, walking through. And since Mm -hmm. that time, the increase of astrological configurations, these kind of major things that have happened, particularly over, I'd say, the last 18 months, um, seem to be uh, also part of what is to bring forth this inner awakening or this recognition of mm-hmm. our patterns. And you talk about in the book the shared patterns of astrology, the I Ching, DNA, and Chinese medicine, and how it really is all connected. So yes. the, the, the things that Sedna is showing in terms of our patterns, they're in our DNA, but they will reflect in our astrology and so forth, correct? Yes. Yes, I, as these planets are, quote-unquote, discovered, as the teacher appears when collective consciousness is ready to receive that, there is, this dance of energy is really the life force energy, the kundalini. And as these planets interact with us consciously, the, you know, as we become awaken to that energy, then our DNA that has been lying dormant, and and by the way, this whole term junk DNA, I don't believe is junk at all. I believe that is where the magic is. We're awakening to ourselves uh, and and becoming aware of that multidimensionality. So going beyond 3D mentality, going beyond the linear perception we have of time and understanding that everything is occurring, I believe, simultaneously so that as we go in and we heal, whatever is coming forth that is asking for healing, we're simultaneously clearing out that ancestral line from the past and we are also creating more positive stories, more positive timelines and possibilities for our future. I'm so in line with you regarding the RNA. I, I actually wrote that in one of my prior books too. I feel like there's such a magic and a mystery there that we haven't tapped into. Uh, we only have about a minute or so left on the show. And on the cover of the book, you talk about 
awakening of cosmic kundalini. I think many people are aspiring to awaken their inner kundalini, but it is through that awakening of all of us or that more conscious nature that we each have. Is that what awakens this cosmic kundalini? Anytime we become more conscious of our effects on our environment and vice versa, anytime we become more conscious of what nature writ large is communicating to us, or what I like to call the master composer, what you can call God, however you want to name it, it is communicating to us all the time through our own personal nature and through our own personal experience. And the more that we become awakened to that dialogue, then yes, more of our DNA, more of our um, infinite possibilities awaken within us, and that awakens the world around us. It's always reciprocity. It's always reciprocity. Um, This is a wonderful book for you to discover more and more about uh, astrology, about the planet Sedna, about how everything really is interconnected. The cosmic codes lying dormant in our DNA are awakening. And as they do, they are activating the inner alchemy and the divine marriage of solar and lunar, masculine and feminine, giving birth to the innocent child and the path of the heart. Let's embrace this intention together that we are no longer 3D beings compelled to react in fear. Instead, we are inspired to remember our true purpose and higher multiple dimensionality, 5D, and beyond. Sedna's presence reminds us that by allowing the full range of emotions to be acknowledged, we facilitate healing for all. Her astrological destiny encourages us to follow the path of the trusting heart and innocent child that cultivate positive life stories, creating balance between the polarities, and ultimately transcend duality for the sake of unity. Her myth is our medicine. By connecting to her and to the medicine of the universe, we can heal ourselves and our planet. Definitely uh, find out more about Jennifer Gell and all of her beautiful work. Sign up for her newsletter. Uh, get her books, The Return of Planet Sedna and The Science of Planetary Signatures in Medicine. Uh, you will be uh, thrilled to get to know this uh, amazing woman and her work because it is profound. Thank you, Jennifer, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. My guest next week is going to be Diana Cole, and we are talking about spirit translators. So if you're wanting to connect with your intuition, it's a great show to connect to. In addition, join me for the after show. Uh, We are now heading over to Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111, where we talk a little bit more about what's been going on Uh, with the guests on 1111 Talk Radio, plus other more lighthearted topics. You can engage in the conversation and become part of it. I'd love to hear your questions. I'd love for you to share your responses and your wisdom. It's a great opportunity for us to connect with each other and be in conversation together. Uh, In that way, you are co-hosting with me and becoming part of the conversation. So join the conversation on the Stereo app. Uh, You can find the banner in the middle of my 1111 Talk Radio page. I look forward to conversing with you there. Thank you again, Jennifer Gell, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Be well. 
thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.